Welcome to Brains, Bibles, and Beyond, where we discuss theology and worldview apologetics with our budding theologians. I am Nate Dave from Think Like Christ Ministries, and I am here with our resident theologian, Joel Willoughby, with Brains and Bibles. Thanks. And if you want more information about either of our ministries, Think Like Christ Ministries here, uh, or Brains and Bibles, you can go to our websites, brainsandbibles.com and thinklikechrist.org. We're glad to have our budding theologians here to think along with us. Today is episode number two, and we are taking a look at truth. What is truth? And, and what a great way to start off the new year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah today, the, the, the time of the launch of this episode, we're of course doing it beforehand, but is New Year's Day. So really exciting. You think about what is truth, and you start to really get serious about what you're going to do this year and what's most important purpose in life. So let's start by going to the Gospel of John, chapter 18. Here, there is a famous quote, what is truth? And we're going to see where this what comes from. Truth? It's exciting. I love this. So John 18, 33 through 38. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. <laughs> for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? Hmm. Ooh, good question, Pilate. People are still asking that question today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is he was looking at truth square in the eyes. Right on. Right right there. It's absolutely amazing. Just, just in case you aren't familiar, it's always good to refresh ourselves. John 14, 6, a uh, popular verse, and it's popular for a good reason. And Jesus says uh, to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says, I am the truth. I am the truth. Simple as that. So that's he's actually a lot being said there. Uh, he's kind of saying, I'm the standard here. You know, that there must be a clear, objective truth. All right. So um, just to clarify, so make sure we have our, our terms down. What sure. is what is objective truth? <laughs> objective truth. Right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, so the opposite would be subjective. So subjective yeah. and objective. Subjective means it comes from your own self. Uh, you thought it up. It comes from your own experiences, something like that. It comes sure. from you. That's the source. Nothing outside of yourself. It's all your perception. Yes, all internal. Then okay. objective is the opposite. It's external. It's something that comes from outside of yourself. Um, so there has to be a clear objective truth. In other words, some kind of standard that is outside of mankind that mankind would have to measure up to. Sure. And so we want to we want to investigate this to see what that standard is. Right. If you pick the wrong standard. Oh, yeah. You might as well just pick yourself. Right. You think you about what it is then. Yeah. You think about like in construction. Um, if you were to not have the right tool of measurement, um, yeah. that could really throw some things off. That, yeah. That'd be detrimental. <laughs> Definitely. You know, one time I was in a conversation with somebody and they're trying to say how we all kind of believe the same thing. Sure. Um, you know, like Hinduism, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, all these things, really, it's all the same. And, yeah. uh, so we had, we had a little bit of a conversation about that. And 
the, the final thing that I said before uh, I kind of lost it was <laughs> I, I said, <laughs> you know, we can all be wrong. And he kind of liked that idea. He's like, yeah, we, we can all be wrong. Yeah, he, he was happy with that. I said, but we can't all be right. Correct. And that he didn't like that. He didn't like that. He didn't one. like that one too much. Uh, that's all I said. And I said very calmly, but, you know, there was, uh, but it hit home. That's <laughs> what but, happened. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, a lot of times the fallacy is, you know, we look at some of the moral teachings even of some of the different religions and see some similarities, you know. Hey, right, let's right. be nice to each other. Well, yeah, I mean, we can all agree on that. Mm -hmm. and, and that, in a lot of cases, is true. But how we get to that point is usually not the same way. Right. And ultimately, uh, the standard of which we have to live by is usually not the same. Yes, uh, the, the all the similarities are just surface level. Yeah, the surface. surface level things. Yeah, the 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 differences are actually what matter the most. Uh, exactly. That's what really changes things. But, anyways, so um, you know, I, I would say uh, even my shirt here, it's a certain color. Okay, what, what yes. color is this? Uh, well, per, we're, per, we're dudes, per, right? Per, so. Purple, <laughs> red. You know what? Uh, it, it was a bad. You know, your shirt's easier. Magenta. Okay. <laughs> We're two, right. two guys who have two colors. I have gray, gray shirt. Yeah, yeah, that one's easier. We, we, yeah, that's gray shirt with white Somewhere letters. between there. black and white. <laughs> yeah. And gray. so, you know, what, what's definitely not true, because, you know, this actually the color of my shirt, you know, if you're watching the YouTube, you see it. Um, it you know, maybe, maybe there's, there's a lady here or something that she could say, that I know what color this is immediately, but not us. Okay. I really so, don't know what it you're is. Right, right. Yeah. But I can look at your shirt and go, um, well, that's blue to me. Uh, or I think it's maybe green today. Wrong. Yeah. Well, but why? Why can't I just have my own subjective truth? You can have it, but it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so there's still a standard. My shirt is gray, right. and and there is some somebody has a color palette somewhere, and it says gray is gray. Right. There's there's you standards know, for all these things. There's different shades of gray and different that, but it's still gray. Absolutely. So you know, I kind of have three categories that truth has to line up with. Yeah. Um, okay. Because so you know you, you you're right. I could even have a group of people that I could convince that that is blue. Maybe. Yeah. That I'm sure some. I can find a group out in the world There's, somewhere. You pay that, anyone enough money, they'll that, say whatever you this want. This is blue, but it still doesn't make it right. Even if even yeah. if majority of people say it's true, it, it doesn't make it right. Yeah. Okay. So there really must be three things to truth. It must be objective, consistent, and universal. I, I think those are the actual standards there. Mm -hmm. um, so for example. I'm six feet, three inches, roughly. I think to be exact, I think I'm six foot, three inches and a quarter barefoot. At least that was previously. Maybe I'm shrinking my old age. You I know. don't know. <laughs> but anyways, we'll say six feet, three inches. <laughs> Close okay. enough. Yeah. The, 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 this is the example, though. Um, it's objective. There's yeah. actually a we, standard we of can, a foot. We can go measure you to find out right. exactly what you are. And there's actually places in the world that actually have the standard ruler that all other rulers must measure up to. It's really interesting. Um, so there actually is a set objective standard that everything else must measure up to. Now, it has to be consistent. Uh, in other words, uh, it can't change from yesterday to today to tomorrow, but it has to be the same. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the truth must be objective, consistent, and universal all around the globe. Now, a lot of people use the metric system, uh, but that doesn't matter. I'm still saying six feet, three inches. That's a real thing that's objective, yeah. consistent, universal. Right, so that that would be that would be uh, an appropriate truth there. Just because ninety eight percent of the rest of the world use a different standard <laughs> doesn't make them right. Maybe, so maybe we'll get there one day. Three. I don't know. <laughs> so I guess that brings us to another question here. 
Um, you know, we're thinking about must there be a clear objective truth? Well, yes, objective, consistent, universal. Mm -hmm. But there's a bigger question out there: Where does truth come from? That's really what it comes down to. Because you can you can yeah. agree on everything I just said, but then you go, okay, but where is it? Yeah, right. That that, that becomes what, a bigger deal. What is that standard? That's the important part. Right. So it has to be uh, just just along with the other rules. It has to be something outside of ourselves. Um, and really it has to be something greater than us to determine truth for all of mankind has to be greater than mankind and outside of mankind. That, yeah. that just makes sense to me. Um, I think it's logical. Um, and so there must be a greater being outside of mankind to determine truth. Now, on another episode, we're going to really explore the fact that there is a creator. Yeah. But for right now, I'm just going to say there is a creator. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's, it's, it doesn't take too much work to figure out that there is a creator. I think the problem is, is when people try to point at everything but God, uh, that becomes the issue. Um, yeah. And so if there's a creator, what, what must there be? If there's a creator, there must be a creation. Well, well, right. But <laughs> right. then, of course, the creator is going to have there purpose. Must, yeah, there must be purpose. There must be somebody that that has set standards that we all have to live by. Right, right. And so, you know, if there is a creator that has purpose and nothing's by accident, and there's a whole reason that we exist, uh, there's a standards for what we must believe and do and things like that, then don't you think that eventually one day there's going to be some kind of accountability for that? Yes. That, that's you just think, this is logical. logical. Yeah, it's right. logical. Right. Yeah. Uh, there must be some kind of judgment. So there's a creator, there's a judge. But see, this, this, is, is the, this is the big hangout. Yes. Yes, this it is. This is the big hangout for right. people because, uh, you know, we can look around. Yeah, sure. There's a creation and, and, and therefore, you know, we got here somehow. But, but when I have to acknowledge that there is a, a personal God who who has set standards for my life, that's the part that, that bothers people. Right. Because now I have to submit myself to somebody else. That's rough. It is. Mm -hmm. Somebody that I don't have control over, somebody mm -hmm. that has set a standard that I had no say in, and now that is my standard to live by. Right. Yeah. And that's, I, that's I think, a big hangout for everyone. I think the beauty, though, because, like, I, I could – I would have a, I'm the kind of guy that I naturally have a problem uh, with following the rules. Like that's, yeah. it's something I, you know, I, I have to work at. And guidelines. Yes, yes. <laughs> rule is not the correct. You no. know, what, what's the difference between a rule and a guideline? Uh, Nothing. Uh, well, a rule has consequences. You know, uh, that's what I always say. Yeah, rule, yeah. The, the, you break the rule, something bad's going to happen. Sometimes the guidelines got consequences too. <laughs> They're the rules. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, everything matters. Truth matters. If something is true, wouldn't you want to know? Powerful yeah. question there. Wouldn't you want to know? Yeah, I mean, you would think so. You you know, I, I think that when I'm in a conversation, I cannot say, do, will you be open-minded as I talk about Jesus Christ? Yeah. I can't say that. No. Because uh, whatever I ask them to do. open-minded. Right, right. It has to bounce <laughs> yeah. back to me. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm very closed-minded about several things. Now, I am open-minded about some things but not with scriptural truth. Um, Jesus Christ is God, is man. He died for me. He rose again. All those things I'm very close-minded on. Yeah, because you have to believe those in order to to have the faith that you have in order to, well, right, in yeah. order for salvation, there's certain things you have to believe. Basic premise. It, it's not It's not up in the air things. Like, like we could argue about who the best quarterback is. Well, right. right. That, that'd be something open-minded about, like, you know. Because it doesn't matter, <laughs> it doesn't. and there's no way of really knowing because <laughs> what you're comparing right. is just subjective things. Mm -hmm. When it comes to objective, it's 
you got to be close-minded. Right, because you, you know those things. everyone is subjectively trying to understand what's most important. Um, mm-hmm. But with, with something like you know life, spiritual things, you know uh, purpose of existence, you, there 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 is objective truths that we must measure up to. It's not subjective. Big, big difference there. You're right. So what I do is instead of asking someone if they would be open minded, I just say, "Will you seek truth at all costs?" Yeah, and that's a, that's, that's a, actually a tough right. question. I, and I always get someone to really think about that one. I, I say, I want you to really consider what I just said. Will you seek truth at all costs? I will. Yeah. And and that that kind of you know puts the standard up. We're we're both doing that. Um. And so what I often that's people kind of shy away from that really. Yeah, um, because they're afraid they're wrong, and they're, therefore they'll have to change. Yeah. So I you know I, I just think it's important if you're gonna have a conversation like that that you have to be open uh, to being wrong. Uh, but you know, if, if evidence is right in front of you, you know, that you must be able to say, Oh, there it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, so how does this all funnel down practically? That, that's, that's one of the big, we, yeah. we kind of talk so what, about some lofty ideas up here, uh, but then how do we funnel it down? Yeah. What's the practical application? So this idea that there is a subjective truth and that there's objective truth and the objective truth was matters. Mm-hmm. And who the who is who who creates the object of truth, which is our creator, he's the one who sets the standard that we live by. Why does that matter? Mm. Why why can't I just say, you know what? You want to believe in that God, that's fine, but I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in my God over here. Or or if we don't even go that far, but just as as a Christian, I have my truth. The truth is this. Why, why do I have to live by this? Why do I have to make a stand on truth? Why is it important for me to tell other people what the truth is? Right. You know what? So kind of tying into that, but uh, as sort of a, a runner up to it, um, we we live life knowing that objective truth is most important. So I just, I'll throw a couple examples out there. So we all understand that this is not just something that only has to do with the Bible or spiritual things. You know, if I go to my bank, and, I, and I'm uh, wanting to withdraw money, um, I am counting on an objective truth. I'm counting on a certain amount to be in my account because of deposits and withdrawals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what if the bank, their own subjective truth just says, actually, you have no money. And then they say, your, your truth of this 600 and something dollar total is actually your own subjective truth. You know, you it's your truth. This is my truth. And so go ahead and walk out the door now because because we're the one with the money and we say subjectively that you don't have any. That you know, who would stand for that? Who would just say, Well, good for you? (laughs) You do like I did and you change banks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. It'd be it'd be very faulty. Uh, you know, your bank account total, your your number of children, your own existence, those are all objective truths. Yeah, and I think you know when it comes down to it. A lot of times, people, some people don't want to acknowledge that there are objective truths until those objective truths go against them. Mm. You know, when someone else brings their subjective truths and you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's not true. And then also the objective truths exist. You yes, know? right. Um, but then once again, who sets those standards? Mm-hmm. It has to we be all, outside of ourselves. Yeah, we all want to play. We want to play by the rules, but only half of them. So, so bring it down more into a practical realm here. You know, if somebody was diagnosed with terminal cancer, um, it would be good for them to know. 
Yeah. Uh, if they've only got like a year left or less, you know, that it would be good for them to know that that would change everything. Um, but what it, if it would hurt their feelings? <laughs> right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy to think about? What's going to hurt their feelings for you? Let them just slowly be in pain, suffering, uh, not knowing that their, their days are so limited. Yeah. You know, that'd be crazy. That'd be actually harmful to them. Uh, that would be unloving, I would say. Uh, and so in the same sense, spiritually, we know that people are sick and dying. Yeah. Um, and what are we going to do about that? Are you are we willing to tell them the objective truth that they're spiritually dead and they need to be uh, born again with yeah. God's power? Even if it hurts their feelings. Even if it hurts their feelings. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because how much do you have to hate somebody not to tell them? Right. That's what it comes down to. If someone's run, running fast, they're going to run off a cliff. Are you going to say something? Are you going to try to stop them? Uh, trip them. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what do you do? You, know, you, got, you got to do something, right? Or you're going to say, yeah. well, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, no, keep going. It's the right way. <laughs> right, right. It's your truth. Do what you want. No, of course not. Absolutely. You're going to scream. You're going to yell. You're going to do whatever you can. But more importantly, your eternal destiny is way more important than someone falling off a cliff or, mm -hmm. or you know, your child burning their hand on the stove or a kid playing in the street. I mean, all those are things that you would stop somebody from doing. But yet the the eternal destiny, why would, you know, I don't want to. I don't, want to, I don't want to be awkward or I don't want to feel bad. Yeah. I don't want to hurt their feelings and say they're doing something wrong. So socially awkward. When it comes down to it, then God himself is the universal, consistent, objective truth. And he has given us his word and his, his word has the same authority. It is universal, objective and consistent truth. And so some would argue about the Bible um, what I'll say for right now is that we're going to have another episode one day. I, I say that a lot yeah, right now, yeah. but well, that's because we only have episode, a couple episodes. Yeah, it's episode two. <laughs> we have a lot planned. There's a lot planned. We want to go through these systematically right. so that they build upon each other and make sense. Right, right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So for right now, I'm just going to say the Bible has never been rightfully discredited in history, archaeology, science, or anything else. No. Uh, every field. Uh, every single time they do any kind of archaeological dig, it only confirms the Bible. Um, yeah, you can ask the Smithsonian, anybody. Mm -hmm. um, it's every single time. Uh, there's some things, of course, we just haven't found that would say anything about the Bible, right? That's sure. that's, that's different. Um, but every single thing that's been found, oh, man, it's awesome. It's one um, thing after another. It's great. I yeah, love it. So, so I'm going to dig into that. So we have something given to us by our creator who has set the standards that tells us what the standards are and how to live. And how to be right with him. Right, right. And that's the Bible. Yes. Uh, well, you know, what's beautiful about that, too, is that uh, even back in the day, you had uh, cultures that would believe in all these many false gods. Um, what was really troubling for them is they did not know if their gods actually saw them or heard them or knew anything about them. They didn't know if they were happy or angry. They didn't know if they made them angry. They wouldn't know how to make them happy again. Mm -mm. Uh, and, and even if, you know, they did make them angry and they found some way to try to make them happy. What if that God was away or sleeping or something yeah. that, you know, they, they had on no idea. <laughs> right, right, right. They had no idea. And that was one of the things why, you know, King David, he says, I love the law. I love the law because it's very clear. Yeah. Um, and God is a very benevolent dictator. And he, he says, look, this is what makes me happy. This is what makes me angry. 
do this stuff that makes me happy and it actually will make you happy yeah. and I'll bless you. Yeah. Um, you do these things makes me angry. It'll actually make you have a worse life and you're going to be judged for that. Yeah. That's the thing. God didn't just make these rules up because he thought it was funny. Like, right. Like most of the things in the Bible, like you do them and your life is better and, and just, you know, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Absolutely. You know, I mean, even going back to some of the Levitical laws, like washing your hands, out loud. I mean, we're coming out of this COVID year, that second COVID year. You know, right. how much emphasis of it, you know, God put that in his law. Wash your hands before you eat. You know, it actually, like, it actually did save them from a lot of sickness throughout the centuries. Like, that it was did. actually yeah. a good thing. Um, you know, a lot of his laws, or pretty much all his laws, they had a purpose and a reason. Like, they weren't just mm -hmm. made up willy nilly, goofy things. I mean, they, they were real for good reasons. Yeah, you know, there was 613 laws in the Old Testament. A part of that mosaic covenant yeah. and every single one of them is either loving god more than anything else or loving your neighbors yourself that's yeah. all it was it was all meant to have a good society and uh, a good life and to worship well um and to, to have a life so that you wouldn't have regrets at the end of it all right so i want to circle back a little bit here so okay um at the beginning we said the truth is jesus right. jesus claimed to be i am the truth right um the creator is truth the Bible is truth. We've said all these things now. So summarize just for anybody who doesn't understand how all these can be truth. <laughs> you know, how, how can the creator be truth? How can Jesus be truth? How can the Bible be truth? Right. So truth, actually, to put the most simple terms, truth is reality. Simple as that. Truth is reality. Um, anything that is not reality is not true. And so how do you know what is real? Um, we need an anchor in our lives. And so God himself and his word, those are the anchors. Mm -hmm. This is what brings us back to reality. Okay. Um, we're seeing, we're seeing things properly through his eyes when we understand the word of God. Okay. Yeah. And you know, when we're talking about the, the joy that the law can bring us, it, it automatically just made me think of John 15. And you know, when he's saying, I am the true vine, Jesus Christ says, I yep, am the true yep. vine. And and he goes through this. There's lots of same things said there. But then at the sort of the end of uh, a part of that, um, I'll, I'll start here in verse 9. No, verse 7. Here he goes. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified. That, purpose statement here, you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you. Why? That my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And so this is the whole point. Mm -hmm. You know, God's not just this ruthless dictator uh, making up rules as he goes. This is reality. This is truth. And he's saying, look, I actually want you to have a joyful relationship with me. And he wants us to have satisfaction. He wants us yeah. to have peace. And so that's why he's willing to give us the hard truth. Because, because without it, we would be lost and confused. And um, just just having a, a horrible life of nothingness. <laughs> meaningless. Right, right. Seeking after things that don't fulfill. Mm -hmm. There's a book in the Bible written about that. Right, absolutely. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. <laughs> not today. Ah, uh, yes. Please, yes. It's actually please. not planned yet, but it could be something. <clears throat> well, you know. There's a lot there. We'll see how long the Lord tarries, and uh, unless it's stay alive. <laughs> you know, but even, even, you know, even there, you know, he wraps it all up at the end. You know, the conclusion, yeah. fear God and keep his commandments. Right. That's the whole duty of man. 
Yeah. And that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> so, right. After a life fun. of vanity, mm -hmm. nothing pleased. And Solomon sure did experience everything. Yeah. But he didn't so. have indoor plumbing, I don't think, so. Or air conditioning. He probably had indoor plumbing. I figured it we out. have it better. He was the wisest. They didn't have flushing toilets. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. So <laughs> yeah. we, we digress. We digress. Okay. Right. You're getting off topic. Well, thanks for joining us. We do have some other things planned for you. Um, yeah. I dropped my script down here. Let's see. Next episode is going to be What is the Gospel? Oh, yes. Episode number three. Also, coming up later in February. We're actually going to have a men's conference February 19th, so keep that on your calendars. Right. And uh, don't forget to register at thinkthatchrist.org. And, and what else we got? Anything else coming up? That's about it. That's episode three. All I can think of right now. Yeah, yeah that's episode number three is next month. What is the gospel? Awesome. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>